Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. Today, we have a brief word from your host and a reminder that exciting times are on the way. Today's podcast is entitled the Qualities of Strong Leaders, Part 1. And the righteous holds to his way, and he who has clean hands becomes stronger and stronger. Job 17, 9. The podcast objectives are reveal how strong leaders are ready for anything, Reveal the first thing you must master to become a strong leader and reveal the 12 primary offices of the ministry. Now, our first section is entitled Men Who Are Ready for Anything. As I mentioned last week, I am making a transition from addressing the deficits of leadership within the church to analyzing the qualities of strong leaders, i.e., now that you know who to avoid, the Father wants you to know what you should be looking for in a leader. As a quick refresher from our feature week, I will submit the 12 fundamental qualifications of any minister, i.e., leader, recognized by Elohim beginning with the word of truth. 1 Timothy 3, 1-4 reads, Trustworthy is the word. If a man longs for the position of an overseer, i.e. bishop, he desires a good work. An overseer, then, should be blameless, without sin, the husband of one wife, sober, sensible, orderly, kind to strangers, able to teach, not given to wine, no brawler, but gentle, not quarrelsome, no lover of silver, one who rules his own house well, having his children in subjection with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how shall he look after the assembly of Elohim? Now, here they are, the 12 qualifications. Blameless, i.e. without sin, not a philanderer, sober, sensible, orderly, kind to strangers, able to teach, not given to wine, no brawler but gentle, not quarrelsome, no lover of silver, and rules his own house well. Now, no doubt, these 12 qualities are not simple achievements in the life of any true believer. And these are the foundation. 
These are the fundamental qualities. They are the ticket that get you in the door, the milestone that qualifies you to run the race. Here's a rhetorical question. How many people do you know who check all these boxes? Now, before you answer this question rhetorically, you must understand a key characteristic of the way of holiness and how progress is made on this legendary path. Consider this. You cannot travel the way of holiness without mastering all the lines and precepts associated with this way. These lines and precepts at the highest level are the 16 degrees we will be analyzing at a fine level of detail during our corporate quest. The fruit of mastery is sure, that is constancy, i.e., you cannot honestly claim to be a master of anything if you fail to demonstrate your dominion, authority, and power in that arena with constancy. The key word is constancy. Truly, many possess the ability to bear the occasional fruit. However, Elohim is not looking for men who can meet a moment. He is looking for men who are ready for anything, and that includes eternity. Now, our next section is entitled, The First Thing You Must Master. The requirement of constancy as it pertains to leaders should not be a difficult concept to grasp. Besides the scriptural validation, consider an example where leaders are not constant in their mastery of any of the 12 fundamental qualifications of ministry. For example, if your leader struggles with the love of money, can you trust him with the finances? If he struggles with his temper, can you trust him in a heated conversation? And if he struggles with lust, can you trust him with your wife? The answer to each of these questions is no, which is why the Father has established these leading qualifications for his ministers. For trust is the foundation of every progressive relationship. Ergo, I can confidently state that all the failed ministries in our world are led by men and women who do not meet these requirements and no one you should trust. Although all 12 requirements are crucial to the success of any minister and their ministry, there are two that stand above the rest. They are the first requirement and the last offered to us in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 4. Now, the first requirement is classic. That is, the minister must be blameless. This infers that they have overcome sin in their lives. And although they may not be operating at the highest levels of spiritual perfection, they are not committing illicit acts of sin. This is crucial 
For we know the great ruin and damage that sin causes in our individual and corporate pursuits of holiness. Trust me, sin is the most destructive force of all time. And every leader committing sin is not only destroying his or her body, he or she is also destroying the spiritual body they are supposed to be leading. Not only this, but you should consider how you can only achieve the remaining 11 requirements if you fulfill the first. I.e., if you have not overcome sin in your life, you will never fulfill any other requirement on ministry. On this wise, your victory over sin is the fundamental requirement of ministry. This is in line with the nature of the way of holiness, which we have established is based upon mastery. And the first thing you must master in this pursuit is sin. Now, our next section is entitled The 12 Primary Offices of the Ministry. This message applies to everyone in a congregation of righteousness, for we have all been called to the ministry. That doesn't mean you have to be a pastor or a musician or a preacher. Remember, the ministry, like the invisible body, is a diverse collection of many different offices and parts. We've touched on this in prior podcasts. Yet, seeing how important this matter is, I will resubmit the passage that confirms the diverse nature of ministry and how these all work towards its three primary purposes. Ephesians 4, 11-13 reads, And he himself gave some as emissaries, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as shepherds and teachers for the perfecting of the set-apart ones for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Messiah. Until we all come to the unity of the belief and of the knowledge of the Son of Elohim, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the completeness of Messiah. 1 Corinthians 12, 27-28 reads, You are a body of Messiah and members individually, and Elohim has appointed these in the assembly, firstly emissaries, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, ministrations, kinds of tongues. From these verses, we see 12 primary offices within the ministry. They are emissaries, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, administrations, narrators of the divine, interpreters, and parishioners. I included parishioners because, although they are not ministers by spiritual definition, the model of ministry is evolutionary. It progresses from the model of a servant to a steward, and then finally to a minister. However, seeing as the ultimate goal is ministry, 
both servants and stewards should be viewed as ministers in training. And like the other 11 ministerial offices, parishioners also play a role in unifying the body. This speaks to a very crucial matter concerning the model of parishioners, i.e. sheep, and why the church is spiritually decrepit and set to a boundless decay. It is for the following reason. As every model of ministry is established by one who has overcome sin, it is impossible to be recognized as a parishioner by the Father if you are committing illicit acts of sin, and thus you are not recognized by the leaders of any congregation of righteousness. A pointed word for pointed times, and a word I will most surely validate with ample scriptures in the next podcast. And yet, I have already begun with the last slide in the last section of the most recent podcast, when I submitted 2 Timothy 2.19, which gives us the following command, let everyone who names the name of Yahushua Messiah turn away from unrighteousness. It appears we will be leaving off with this pivotal verse for a second straight podcast, and we will pick it up from there as I reveal to you why those who have not overcome sin cannot be parishioners within a congregation of righteousness. Selah. Now, here is the final word. The beginning of strong leadership is the foundation, and it applies to all. 2 Timothy 2.19 begins saying, Nevertheless, the foundation of Elohim stands sure. That is to say, if the foundation of your ministry is aligned with the word of truth and you have fulfilled all the leading requirements, your ministry will surely manifest the power and the will of Elohim. All others will fail and fail miserably. For a weak foundation will always cause the greatest degree of destruction and in the end, the everlasting judgment of Elohim. The question I would pose to everyone listening today, no matter where you are in the ministry spectrum, is this. How strong is your foundation? Now, here is the assignment for today. Continue to pray and fast as you are led by the Spirit. And as you have time, please go back and review all the podcasts I have posted thus far to aid you as you prepare for the quest ahead. As always, please reach out to me directly at www.pinnaclepointness.com if you have any questions. Now, here is what's next. You completed today's podcast, The Qualities of Strong Leaders, Part 1. And the next podcast is The Qualities of Strong Leaders, 
part two. Now, I have recently taken on several teaching assignments as a result of our recent End Times conference. Thus, for the foreseeable future, I'll be posting one podcast each week on Wednesday as we expand our network of strong leaders and men and women who are still seeking righteousness. Until then, my friends, have a great week ahead. Have a great weekend. Continue to live out the spirit of Elohim, and I promise you, I will too. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.